nerdgasms? Conversologist nerdgasms? Yes, they are an integral part of the learning framework I recently developed. Most of you know I'm building the Conversologist Lab for those who need a nurturing and safe place to learn, do, and celebrate. I'm not here to tell you what it is or the how. I'm here to tell you the why. Welcome to the Conversologist Podcast, where we usually talk about the art and science of conversation in the digital space. Today, it's time for a story. I know that technology can be a powerful enabler, but I've always believed that communication and emotional connection still need to be at the core. I'm your host, Jam Mayer, and I invite you to converse with me. This journey began when I was working as a quality manager and then moved on to training. As a quality professional, I was in charge of processes, look at data, and see how I can further improve it. I looked at people's skills, how they did their job, and was it compliant, and looked for solutions and recommended those that were the most effective. It was fun, but everyone didn't like a quality manager. They saw me as someone who only looked at their mistakes. They rarely saw me as a person who wanted to help them to be better. At some point in my career, I had the opportunity to work with great training managers and directors, and eventually a training role, training director at that time, became vacant, and my boss or manager decided to merge both departments. It was a huge change, and those in the training department didn't like it at all. My confidence was shot, but... I just had to keep on going. It bore fruit, and it was when I transitioned from a coach, a quality coach, just recommending, to a full-blown training professional. It was the perfect job for me because I loved observing. I liked looking at the data. I liked the research and you know presenting the solutions, which basically started the training needs analysis. And that's the first step to the full training process. Plus, I absolutely loved facilitating the training and seeing how people would light up when they learned something and I see their progress. And the cycle just kept on going. Seeing and experiencing two sides of the coin was gold. That was when I knew I had a knack of connecting the dots. After a few years, digital became my home, and I've been in it for 20 years and counting. To add to my love of improving lives and skills, my interest grew with behavioral science. I guess this was an itch I needed to scratch since I wanted to take psychology in college, in uni, but opted to go for computers and business instead. I wanted to change someone's behavior to make their lives better. Honestly, this is very emotional for me. Every time I hear someone come up to me and say, you've changed my life, or you've made me a better person, my life is better because of you, or I was lost, not anymore. And I had to stop because I'm actually getting teary-eyed at the moment. 
Yeah, so that is truly emotional for me. And that is what drives me in what I do. This fueled me every single time. I then moved on to becoming a trainer. I then moved on to becoming an educator or a teacher and thought, why not join the academe, right? I did and saw myself teaching in universities without sounding arrogant. I've received great student evaluations because my style of teaching wasn't traditional. I focused more on the application and almost personalized it for the students. It is definitely less structured and it wasn't rosy and perfect. It was hard. It was seriously hard being in the academe. Most students were used to listening to a professor, take down notes, do homework, pass tests, and for some, the grades were all that mattered. I wasn't like that. I didn't really care about the grades because the tests were either outdated or wouldn't really reflect on whether they can take their newfound learning out in the real world, especially in digital. Some students just didn't get the lack of structure and couldn't think out of the box. I realized it wasn't that, probably because they just enrolled for the wrong reasons. I disagreed with the curriculum, the exercises, the thesis, the, the big tests. It was all theory and textbook based. Sure, there was a point wherein we had to work with a real life company, but it was still all theory. No applications or very little application of the learning. My frustration grew. The educational system was just very frustrating. It really didn't help the students prepare them for what's going on out there. No wonder why they take more time to acclimate to their first job or they're tied to a level one job for so long because they're learning new things that were never part of the so-called curriculum. Because of that frustration, I left the academe. I continued to do workshops and coaching with a more personalized approach. Remember that educational frustration, rigid type of teaching in the students, right? I still see it up to this day in a professional setting. So I thought, how can I then make it more engaging for the learners? How do I change their mindset around learning differently? Studies have shown that in a relaxed state, the mind absorbs learning better. Retention is longer. When it is applied to a real world setting, there is a sense of accomplishment and releases serotonin. But I thought, were there other chemicals? Enter my love for games. My favorite, real-time based strategy games in time management. My partner honestly just gets stressed when I show him. He's like, Phew, here I am really having fun with a game that I'm playing. And it's real-time, especially real-time based strategy games, you know, uh, or time management. It's pretty much, this, pretty much the same. And he just looks at it for just a few seconds and he goes, oh, I'm stressed already. <laughs> But to me, it wasn't stressful. Anyway, that was when my blogging career really took off way, way back, even when WordPress wasn't even a thing. So when I was playing a game and I realized that I couldn't find any cheat sheets or because I was stuck on a level and I blogged about it. I said, why not just help the other gamers who was playing this game? And if they get stuck like me, then at least they could research on Google and they'll find my blog and I will be able to share this knowledge and help others, right? 
that was just one or the first yeah that was <laughs> i remember very clearly that was my first game blog or game blog post or a blog post around gaming and i didn't even do anything else no other blog post after that until i was contacted and recruited by one of the biggest casual game online publication and they said, hey, would you like to be a game writer? You know, cheats, tips, run-throughs and stuff. It was exhilarating because I had to play the game up to a point where I can write and publish even before the games, well, were out in the world or after just a few days of it being live to the public, competing with other game publishers like GameSpot, I had to play as fast as I can and then write publish and go I was just a gaming journalist it's just something that I really really love doing it then led to my interest in gamification a study published in the scientific journal in 1998 showed that playing video games released the feel-good chemical dopamine and other studies have shown that it also included endorphins so I took a gamification designer course and learned about Bartle's player types, socializers, achievers, explorers, and the killers. It was fascinating. I wanted to learn more and finally connected them to the learning environment. How does this impact learning and how will it change people's lives? Intrinsic motivation. Bingo. I learned that it's quite powerful and stronger than external motivation, which we're all used to. Combining all of that experience from quality to training to the academe and gamification, plus loving, of course, games. I still play up to this minute and interest in behavioral science. And most importantly, my own frustration and seeing it in a lot of learners, I said, why do I have to fit the mold? I never did anyway. The lab was born. When the agency side of the business took off, I had little time to do work that had meaning. This one. I didn't want to stop, so I tested the lab with a small group of supportive souls in Canada and the US for about a year. Call it a beta test. Some say it's a market validation exercise. Sure. Look, they didn't get it at first. Going back to the students who were used to the traditional way of learning, it was the same. It was awkward. They were unsure and confused, but they took a chance and went with it. The nerdgasms then happened. I saw please, grateful, and happy faces, and they kept on moving forward. There is actually one, and she calls herself, she's the best, she has the most beautiful smile ever that I've ever seen in my life and she is just an absolute cheerleader and thanks to her she reminds me every time we talk that I have changed her life I loved it they loved it what made me go bonkers is when one of them told me I wish this was how I learned in school you probably can imagine the sparkle in my eyes I knew I had a mission. And best of all, through my research, here's another one, I found out that UNESCO and its delegates created sustainable development goals, right, worldwide. So the different goals there. One is providing quality education for all that has a sustainable framework. I quote, that education is at the heart of sustainable future for us all, 
a development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their need. So that was awesome. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh my God, here we go. Here is a way for me to be part of a bigger picture and to make a difference in the world. I then found out that the Cary Institute has a sustainable learning framework that refers to a theory of educational practices that contribute to a healthy learning ecosystem in which knowledge is co-created and shared in community and teachers and systems in which they work are self-paced and are adaptive to rapidly changing environments. The learning is an evidence-based process that addresses immediate needs and provides for the emergence of transformative insights and actions. And when I share this, one of my beta group testers said, oh wow, that's the lab. Yes, the lab is an application of that. I was just really, really, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice right now. I was just super stoked. Fast forward to today. Here I am, giddy and excited to go through the next chapter in my journey. One thing for sure, this girl will continue to build a lab and through their gasms, it will make a difference in the world. Thanks for listening to my story. If you'd like to share your thoughts or join me in this journey, leave a voice message on anchor.fm on social media and send a DM. I'd appreciate a follow or subscribe to be notified of the next episode in your favorite podcast app or via email. Till the next episode, remember to keep the conversation going.